Welcome to Real Everyday People, an Eladio Nino podcast. You either die the hero or see yourself become the villain. See too many dark nights and light the way you're living. They got me living. So before we get started, I want to send a shout out to the Newstead family. And, uh, you know, much love to you guys. You guys are uh, going to be welcoming a set of twins to the tribe. So uh, definitely much love to that. Always got to show love to my sponsors. Uh, L.A. Landscaping, my man Jose Rivera at Detroit Forever 313. Definitely check him over there on 51st of Michigan. Go shop with him. You know what I'm saying? Support your local businesses. Um, definitely want to send uh, much love to everybody at Rouge and E-Course, Lincoln Park, all my Downriver family, my Southwest family. Love y'all. I do this for everybody. You hear me? So uh, um, with no further ado, I definitely want to uh, – we got a guest. You know what I'm saying? Definitely uh, Hood Fabulous, you know. What up, though? Definitely. We got Sylvia in the house. And, and, and we even got a bonus, you know. We, set, we, we got a granddaughter with us over here, you know. And, uh, you know, I really appreciate them coming, man, because, you know, they're here to share their lives, their struggles, you know. And, and uh, I definitely hope that, you know, everybody who's tuned in will have an open mind and an open heart. So, uh, you know, I want you to go ahead and introduce yourself, you know, to the world. The platform is yours. Speak right I'm in, into I'm in, it. I'm in. <laughs> My bad. We still um, getting it together. Just come here pretty much to try to try to see what I could do on a positive note to try to help people that's going through struggles that I've been through. You know, pretty much just trying to make things right for these young girls and these women and even some men, you know. And the reason why I brought my daughter Rosanna is because she's been there through me with me through all the struggle. So Pretty much, we're going to get it going. Start talking. You know, so I brought Sylvia on the show because she's got a lot of history from my family, you know, with my family. Uh, I've known her for a very long time. And, uh, you know, it was definitely a bonus for her to bring her granddaughter because I think it's going to have even more of an impact. Because, um, like she said, you know, the stories that she has to share with you, um, they're very common where we come from. And, and sometimes we fail to realize that our actions, our decisions, our trials and our errors, how much they impact the kids. You know, she's 14 years old and she's seen a lot of things that most adults, you know, should not see or or have seen before. So, you know, I, I created this podcast, Real Everyday People, because I wanted to be able to connect with people. You know, after doing a 17 year, I came home and when I came home to society, it seemed like everybody was so disconnected. You know, I'm talking about people in households, uh, you know, just in society in general. And um, I just wasn't accustomed to that, you know, because I grew up traditional with family, right, um, you right. know, and, and, you know, we've been through the good, the bad and the ugly, but no matter what, we got through it all together. You for know sure, what I'm saying? For sure, for sure. So, um, you know, my homegirl, Sylvia, she from over there, Morel Toledo area, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, she's definitely recognized. Salute you, you know, and everything that you've been through and everybody thank that's you, like you, you, you know, because at the end of the day, man, um, through sharing our stories, we got to get through all this together. For sure. For so sure. so tell them a little bit about yourself. You know what I'm saying? Where are you from? You know, where did you go to school when you were younger? I grew up in southwest Detroit. I'm a rail. Um, was there all my life. Grew up there all my life. I grew up on the same block all my life. Um, I went to Earhart. I went to <laughs> went everywhere. I went to Earhart. I went to Holy Redeemer. I, you know, did my thing at Vista Maria's. Damn, you, you know, was all over the La place. Huh? You was getting transfers. La Casa de Maria, you know, I've on Trumbo. I've, I've been to 
from the good schools to the bad schools and and it kind of made me who I am today. So I'm all right with that. So tell me, what did you learn from it? You know, just bouncing like I, I imagine you met so many different people, yeah. you know, good teachers, bad teachers, uh, you know, good made new friends. Um, you know, even people make new enemies as well. So, you, you know what? My whole thing was when I went to school from starting from when I was probably fifth grade, maybe, maybe fourth. I my whole thing was growing up with um, I grew up with the gangs, the, the newly gangs and and the people that I grew up with on Morel, which was which is our family. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. 5600 TMC. What's up? And Mendez family. That's my heart right there. And to me, the Mendez family is my family. They they took me in when I was little. I was five years old, you know, and then my mom passed away at 11. So they took me under like their wings. So to me, they are my family, you know, so that big shout out to you, man. I love you to death. I love you to death. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the other day when we were talking, you know, we we're talking about memories and family and things like that. You know, uh, you know, we can't talk about Morel without talking about Chella. Oh, you know man. what I mean? <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's cause, you know, rest in heaven. We love you. We miss you. You man, know, I love you, but Chella. we still you know standing that. on it. We here rep representing for you and, and, and all our lost angels all day. Chella was a, a it was always me, Chella. Me, Chella, Mary, Janie. You know what I'm saying? That was that was our thing. You know, there was of course Nelly and Margie and everybody, but they was the other older team. But th that was us. You know, Tony, April. That that was us. This, you know, that was Morel. That's what made Morel was us. You know, a lot of people sometimes have a misconception about gang banging and gang bangers. Like, you know, I understand that. You know, they only a lot of people in mainstream always see the negative. Uh, aspects of being a gang member. I grew up as a gang member. You know, I, I you know, I was a 2400 North Green Street. You know, I, I rolled with the brothers, but it was never about me joining a terrorist group or anything. They're it my, was about brothers too, these are, this is family. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah. back in the days, you know, they started to count the cash nation and, you know, and, and you know, them brothers had moved forward. Wow. And, and, and uh, you know, I'm just glad that that um, today where I'm at, you know, I'm going to be 42 in December. You know, I've been through a lot in my life. I just spent half my life in prison. But at the end of the day, I look at it like, you know, I spent my half, half my life in college learning what I needed to know to get to where I'm at today. So um, I just appreciate everybody that's able to move forward. And, you know, I, my heart still goes out to all the brothers and sisters who have lost their lives, you know what I'm saying, or right, are doing right. life in prison, you know, and didn't get a chance to see things different, you know. So at our age, you know, we've been through so much, done so much and seen so much. You know, we're just at a point in our lives where we want to just right our wrongs and, um, you know, become better people. 100 percent. You know what? Them people is what what made me who I am today. You know, the mm -hmm. the hanging with them and them taking me under my wing and them being there for me. It's not all about the killings, the robbings, the stealings. It's, you know, this is people who brought us together and like we were united. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I, lo I love I love my I love my brothers. I love my counts. You know what I'm saying? And I love my flows. Them are, them are my them are my brothers. You know, they're still here to this day, like 100 percent by my side. Absolutely. And to me. To me, that means more to me than anything. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because if one phone call away, they're there. You know, I talk to them every day. How you doing? You know, what's... And, and, and they become family. You they know, it's, it's just they changing the priorities and the directions of things. Right, absolutely. You they know, no family is perfect. And some people have small families. Some have bigger families. I and you blessed know... with both families. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's it's a good thing. It's a good thing. You know, God is good. And they he puts people in your life for a reason. You know what I'm saying? And to me... That means more than anything, because I had the best of both sides. 
you know what I'm saying? So to this day, I'm still trying to make things right. You know what I'm saying? No, absolutely. I, I, I understand. Want, I want everybody to prosper and I want everybody to do good. And that's how they are with me. You know what I'm saying? Like they push me and push me. Um, Jose is a big, big one on my team. You know, he's always trying to push me. Sometimes I fall. A lot of times I fall. But, <laughs> you know, he's yeah. they're still there to push me. But the thing about it is, you know, um, you have a support system there. You have people who respect you. They acknowledge you. They appreciate you. They want to contribute to their, your well-being. They want to see you do good. Right. So, you know, everybody doesn't have that. You know, and a lot of your stories and a lot of your life and a lot of your growth come from that. So that's why I speak on it so much. But I did my most growing in there. And uh, it educated me very much. And and I had to do a lot of soul searching, a lot of inventory. And, um, you know, that's why I was able to come home and be the person and the man that I am today in, in every aspect of my life, you Absolutely. know. And um, that's much respected, though, brother. You know what I'm man, saying? thank you. Thank it's, you. I appreciate it's a big that. Thing. It's a big thing. Yeah. It's, and it's and it's worth it. I'll tell you that if you're going through a transition and 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 you get discouraged fight for it man because the change is real and the change is worth it i'll tell you that man for and sure it is gonna come and and it if you need come. help and if you need help i got you man i support you i'll help you i'll help navigate you i'll show you how it's done if you're a returning citizen and you're struggling right now to figure it out i got you you know what i'm saying Bro, listen, I got a job. I got a bank account. I got a credit card. I got a credit loan. Like, I never had none of that. You got a show? What? 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 Real what? Everyday People, what? what's up? Lit Music Studios, we all the way live. You better know it. That's right. That's right. And we're going to continue to get bigger. We're going to continue to get better. And um, and 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 we're going to touch more lives because at the end of the day, that's what it's really all about. And that's what makes everything priceless. It's not about fame. It's not about recognition. It's about growth, man. It's about healing and connecting and uniting. For sure. For sure. And that's what people need nowadays because people don't have that no more. Mm -hmm. People don't have that unity. People don't have that respect or the morals or they don't have that. These kids don't grow up with that because they're so worried about Facebook or so worried about the phones. Like they're, they're, nobody worries about sitting at a table and, and breaking bread together. You know what I'm saying? And that that's a big thing. That's what families need. And but what we had to, but, so I try to evaluate it to understand why things are the way that they are today. And I know a lot of people talk about the younger generation and what they know and what they don't know and what they doing and what they ain't doing. But at the end of the day, everything they know they got from us. You know what I'm saying? Everything that they do, they learn, they know, they think, they feel, their behaviors or mannerisms. For if sure. you have them or you don't have them, they get them from us. So we the ones as parents, as adults, we the ones that got to hold ourselves accountable. Right. You know what I'm saying? The best thing you can invest in is in life and especially your life and the life of your loved ones. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And, and, and you know, these kids today, man, these are really good kids are really intelligent kids. A lot of them. Uh, lead, they, they need love, man. They need love and they, and, and they need attention. I know it's a lot of people, you know, they're busy, they're working, they're on the grind all the time, you know, because that's what it's required to be right. able to maintain a house, a car, a truck, and just, just to live a normal life. Right, right. But at the end of the day, man, you're still sacrificing the privilege of raising your own kids. That's one of my biggest regret is that I never got to raise my own kids. You know, when my sons and them used to come see me in the visiting room, they shared ideas, they shared mannerisms as 
because somebody else taught them right. and they used to break my heart. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because I said, you talking like somebody else, you ain't talking like me. Right, you sure, know what I mean? Sure. But at the end of the day, everything that I went through, I sacrificed and it wasn't in vain because like you said, look where we at today Absolutely. and we just getting started. You better believe that. And we still here. That's the main thing. We and we're going to, and we're going to do it together, man. Absolutely. You know, I Absolutely. know that people hear about Detroit and talk about that crab in a bucket theory. Listen, we about to change the game, man. We working together. We coming together, united, and we moving forward That's for right. sure. That's right. That's what we need. That's what we need in our city. There's so many. We were talking about that earlier. There's so many people that that down us, and our own people don't support us. You know what I'm saying? And that shouldn't be like that. We should be able to, as a community, to be together and love each other and not mm -hmm. fight against each other over race or gangs or or any other stupid shit that doesn't matter except your own family. You know what I'm saying? You should be there for your family. And I I messed up as a teenager. I was young when I had my first daughter, which is how old were you? I was I was 15. 15 years old. And that's that's my mother. how old are you? 14. 14 years old. So she was a year older than you. Absolutely. Okay. And my daughter, uh, I have three children, but my, my oldest daughter, she is, my dad used to always tell me, you know, baby, this is going to be your heart. This is going to be the one who takes care of you. This is the one who's going to be here for you. And 100%, she is my ultimate best friend and my queen and my queen. And she has become the most amazing mother I could ever, ever, ever in life say I raised her. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Even though my dad had a big, big part of that life because she, he was there all her life and he showed us rights, wrongs. You know, he was in and out. Of, he was in prison for 22 years, came out, be a preacher, turned his whole life around. But that nigga was gangster. You know what I'm yes, saying? Yes, absolutely. So it, yeah. It, you had like everything in one. And, and t that taught my kids. Like I, I taught my kids a lot of wrong shit. You know, I was young. I was banging. I was, you know, I was with the gangs and my, my kids seen it. They grew up with it. They grew up to be in it. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's a, it's a downfall on my part, but we still raise them with, with morals and respect, love and family and who you're supposed to be with. And you're always down for each other. And at the end of the day, we are. So that's why my kids, I give it up to my kids and I love them. You know, we all have our problems. We all have our problems, but yeah. we good. We good. But listen, just, 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 just don't, don't, <laughs> like, don't. Just don't take nothing away from yourself, man, no, because no. because you don't come a long way to get where you at today. And, you know, a lot of people, they, they fail to understand and that, um, you know, people are living in a cycle, a vicious cycle. You know right, what I mean? Right. And um, and, you know, what you learned and what you got was handed down to you. You know, just like it was handed down to us. But now that we're adults and we've been through the trenches and everything, you know, we found a little bit more direction. We change our priorities. You get a whole new uh, value system and order. And then and then you stick to the script and you abide by that, you know, because at the end of the day, man, you know, we want our, our future to continue to do better. You know, and um, and and at, at kids at, at that at a young age, they are programmed by what we do. You know, 100%. so, um, you know, the better that you become, the better they become, the better we become. And I say that all the time because I believe in the each one teach one theory, for sure. you know, for sure. So um, you how many kids do you have? I have three. You have three kids. You got boys, girls, I have two girls and a boy. I have my daughter. She's um 30. Okay. My son is 27 and my daughter's 26. OK. And how's your relationship with your kids? Um, I have a great relationship with my oldest daughter and my son okay um i wish i could be um closer to my daughter my youngest daughter but you know we just we have a lot of uh differences she knows i love her she knows i'm here for her, you know but um 
right now the best thing for us to just be distant. Like I want her to be part of my life, 100%. I want her to be there, but you know, we just got some differences right now, and we're working on them. That's all we can do one day at a time, you know? Man, listen, it ain't just you guys, man. Everybody going through something, man. You know what I'm saying? Mothers, fathers, daughters, cousins, brothers, sisters, you know. It's unfortunate, man. It's just, you know, people got growing to do, you know. And sometimes you can grow together, and sometimes you need to grow apart, for sure. you know. For sure. So what was life at, uh, right? Like, did you did they have a father figure? Were you a single mother? Like, what was that like? No, their dad, their dad was always in the picture. We okay. were together uh, 22 years, you know. We, we were young. Like I said, we were young. We partied, you know, we, absolutely, you know, we fought, I understand. we argued, you know, it was, we wasn't exactly the best example of parents, but like I said, we still showed them love and we still, my, our kids never wanted for nothing. They had everything mm. they ever wanted. You know what I'm saying? And maybe that was our problem <laughs> because we would shut them up with buying them what they want. Absolutely. And we would still be partying and, yep. you know, getting blowed and doing the thing and, and, you know, like I said, you know, I, I introduced it really wasn't the dad because he was more like the partier, the, you know, mm. I was the partier too, but I had the brothers on my side. So I kind of, kind of like grandfathered their ass in, in it, you know what I'm saying? And, and it's my mistake, but I learned from it and I, and I, I just got to go with it. There's nothing I could do about it, you know? Mm -hmm. I understand for sure. I mean, it just... You know, there's there, when I came home and I started to watch the world and how it moves and how people function, you know, it was really, you know, when you look at the ugly truth and you see why people are divided, you know, because we have so many beautiful people in this world, but we also have a lot of ugly people who got a lot of growing to do. You know what I'm saying? And and I'm not blaming them and I'm not judging anybody because I used to be ugly, too. You know what I mean? And I had to cultivate, you know, the goodness in me so that so that I can conduct myself daily. You know what I'm saying? Like 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 a man of respect and, and respect for all all humanity but it's just a tragedy to see how alcoholism how uh drug addiction how domestic violence how sexual abuse like like excuse my french but like where the fuck are our kids going you right. know what i'm saying right. yeah. like like right. like like where are they going man you know what i'm saying like 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 somebody got an answer to that man these are our For babies sure. man you know we got to protect them it's 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 our responsibility as a society you know what I'm saying? To make sure that that our loved ones, you know what I'm saying, are are, are, are safe, man, and, and, and our babies. So, you know, everybody that should be at the top of everybody's priority list for sure, man. But, you know, sometimes as a kid, you you get um, you don't have that protection because you're scared to talk about it or you're scared to let somebody know about it or you're scared to to let somebody know. See me, I went through that, you know what I'm saying? And to a lot of people, this is the first time people's gonna know, you know. So, um, but listen, before before you get too deep into it, because I don't want you when you're in the middle of it. Right. We're gonna give it a minute, and then when we get back from the break, we're gonna talk about all that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And yeah. and and it's real, it's real talk. You know, you guys need to hear her story because there's a lot of people that's gonna be able to relate or connect just through the fact that you know you have an empathetic and sympathetic heart if you human you're gonna feel it you know so um you know we're gonna save that for a little while though all right all right so um you want to tell us a little bit about your granddaughter uh, yep yep this is my first grandbaby <laughs> the only one i got tattooed on my arm 
Okay. What? She's awesome. She's 14 years old. She's going to high school. My baby's an all A student. All right. Wow, for real, all A's. Couple B's here and there. Hey, that's great. She got what a C. Congratulations. in Spanish or something. Man, I got a C in Spanish. I don't even know how that happened. I speak Spanish. That's because that's because we talk mucho Galacias. Spanglish. <laughs> yeah, that's Spanglish. Yeah, yeah no but, doubt. Um, no, I remember I used to be arguing with my Spanish teacher. That ain't how you say it. That my mom said it like this. Yeah, I got I got kicked out of Earhart because of that. <laughs> Thanks to Rateki's ass. Recipes, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, that's but funny. um, she's awesome. She's a she's a great girl. She's very polite, well mannered. Um, we're we're on her a lot. You know, we're on okay. her a lot. We 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 won't we won't lay low. <laughs> no we doubt. So we got Sylvia Olivares with her, uh, uh, with us today. You know what I'm saying? Definitely neighborhood legend representing. You know, first of all, let me get a shout out to her granddaughter Rosanna because at the end of the day, she know all the freestyle songs <laughs> word for word, and I'm like, that's so dope because like that's how I grew up. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I, yeah. I just think it's beautiful, man, to pass it that is. down. You never know; she could be the next freestyle artist. You never know. Never know. And, and Freestyles for to Southwest, Miami, to New York, to Chicago, to Detroit. Everybody who's still riding with freestyle, man, it's feel good music. Absolutely, absolutely. So before we got to the break, man, we got to talking about, you know, different topics that I think that need to be discussed. You know, when we're talking about, you know, domestic violence, sex abuse, um, you know, molestation, uh, drug, a drug addiction, um, alcoholism. Like these are a lot of things. These are discussions that people aren't having. Some people sweep it under the rug. Some people just don't care because they feel like it, it doesn't affect them. But I'll tell you what, man, this stuff is tearing up families. It's tearing up communities and it's tearing up society society and we definitely got to do better you know sure, so sure. um you know i i just uh you know i, I i'm gonna pass you the torch and i'm and i'm gonna let you share your story with everybody and let them know what you've been through and how you got through it and and how it impacted your granddaughter because you know uh she's seen a lot you know that she probably shouldn't have seen but you know what i i just i know that um that that she's not going to be a product of her environment but she's definitely right. going to be holding up the torch Cause these are who we passing the torches to you know um my my mom and dad you know i was an adopted baby because i was a i was a heroin addicted baby when i was born and um i was i was a real sick child so my biological parents they um they pretty much gave me to um i want to say my grandfather but it's really my father you know he him and his wife alice raised me you know, he was always preaching. If he wasn't preaching, he was working. Or so he was never really there to 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 raise me per se. But when when my mom died at eleven, not my biological mom. I mean, my mom that raised me. He didn't know what to do. So that's when, you know, my my aunt Nancy, which was my, you know, my my mom's sister and her husband Don that came moved in, and I was eleven years old and. A lot of people don't know this because I never shared it because I never wanted to hurt. You know what I mean? So, um, but I was, I was molested for uh, a year and a half and, uh, and it, it was, it was a hard pill to swallow. You know, nobody knows. I never really told nobody because he always threatened me. You know what I'm saying? I can't say that he ever like physically did something to me. Cause every time I woke up or, or, he would like say stupid stuff to me when I woke up to let me know he did what he did, you know? So 
it's, it was a, it was, it's, it's still, it's still to me to this day, it's hard to talk about it because I never talk about it and I don't ever want to talk about it because I never wanted my kids to know. I never wanted my dad to know. I never wanted nobody to know. I just wanted to just let it go, you know? And, uh, but when that motherfucker died, yo, <laughs> I pissed on that bitch's grave and I swear to God to this day, I don't know if it helped me or it didn't, but, um, it made me to be, uh, to be fast. You know what I'm saying? Like I was already, you know, having sex at, at 13 years old, you know, I had a child at 15 years old and, and, um, it didn't stop there. Like, like mentally it messes with your head and you want, you want the love from people, the wrong people, you know, not saying that my ex-husband was a wrong person because my children's father was always there and he never left our side, even though we wasn't the best, but we, we were still together. You know, you guys did your best. Right. Right. For us, be, for us being as young and, you know, I had my dad and he had his mom and, um, did you ever share that story with him? Yeah, he knew. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's really important. He, he, I think he helped me you, piss on his grave. <laughs> 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 so, uh, I mean, it's, you know, actually it, it's just, they buried him and his, he has a daughter named Rihanna. Rest in peace. She passed away too. But uh, they buried him in the back of her house on Dragoon and, and um over there by Fort Wayne. Okay. You know, so. All right. So that's pretty much it. But I don't, I don't. So, like, let me ask you this. Like, you know, because my mother, she had went through a lot when she was younger. And, um, you know, she had been sexually abused. And, um, and then, you know, it passed on. You know, I had the experience as well. Right. And, um, you know, it makes you more cautious about your kids and your grandkids and who, you know, who they're around and whose laps they sit on and who babysits them and who watches them and, you know, what you teach them and stuff right, like right. that. And, um, you know, it just makes you very aware. And, and, and most people should because a lot of people are ignorant to the facts. And a lot of times when these things are happening, it's always somebody close to the family. It's a friend of the family. It's a family member. You know, um, in my case, it was a couple. It was an old couple. It was a guy and a girl, and they was both in on it. You know what I'm saying? I was right. only a kid. I didn't know. You bring chocolate and cookies and, you know what I'm saying, and tuck me in the bed with this guy. And, you know, it's just, you know, it, it just, you know, it don't feel right. You know, it ain't natural, you know. But, but I'm just glad that I was able to grow from it, you know, eventually, you know. Yeah. But it's definitely important that we teach our kids these lessons so they understand why we're doing what we're doing and why we're so cautious. Because a lot of times the kids think that we're just being hard on them. But sometimes we got to be honest with them about what's really going on so right. they understand the safety that we have our their best interests at heart. Sure, you know, because sure. everybody's not your friend. A lot of people got a lot of ill intentions, you know. So yeah. we got to be mindful of those things because, you know, I, I'm glad and I appreciate you coming on here and being honest and sharing this with people because it's a lot of people that need to hear this you know even the men even if you even if you're a pervert and you're watching this show you need to hear this because this is the damage that you're doing man you know what <laughs> i'm saying and, th and and this is the trauma right. that is created and is passed on right. you know, to generations so you know get get yourself together you know whoever you are yeah, and, and yeah, we're gonna get sure. ourselves together the best way that we know how we're gonna be all right you know what i'm saying that that the thing when is when did you share that story with your granddaughter never did Wow. Never did. The only one that ever knew about this was my best friend Mary. And um which is your cousin. <laughs> Shout out cuz, what's <laughs> Shout up? Out Mary. And um 
pretty much, you know, my, my baby daddy knew, or, you know, my, my children's father, they know, or he knew. And, you know, he's just, it's, I just pretty much put everything on a back burner. I never wanted to talk about it. I never wanted to say anything about it. I never wanted to, not that I didn't want to heal, but that's, I, I don't know if I'm healed or not. You know what I'm saying? Because at this age, I'm still like, like earning for that attention from somebody to love me. You know what I'm saying? So it's, it's stupid because I've been through so many fucked up relationships, you know, excuse me, so many fucked up relationships that, that it's like, I keep looking and everything, everyone that I have or everyone that, that, that I do talk to, or, you know, I, it's just, it's a fucked up situation. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm still trying to learn from it because I don't know how to, how to deal with myself yet. And I keep trying to, okay, I'll be with this person just to, so I don't be alone or, Cause that's my whole thing. I have a problem mm -hmm. being alone, and mm -hmm. and I think that has I think it's a difference that. between being lonely and being alone. And I think sometimes it's important for people to be able to distinguish the two, mm -hmm. because sometimes it's important for you to be alone so you can have that time to do some evaluating, to do some soul searching, to find out about yourself. You know, um, you know the, you know the more that I learned about life, the more that I learned about myself and my purpose. You know, and and everything that I'm doing today is part of my mission Absolutely. in life. You know, Absolutely. and and everybody involved is contributing to that. Absolutely. You know, so um, so what about so, so how how has that impacted? your life, you know what I'm saying, as far as with your daughters and now with your granddaughter, like, how is your trust? Like, do you trust them around family, friends, people, you know, do you do you draw lines when when people start drinking and stuff like that? Because my, my, my daughter is more on that than I am. You know, what I'm saying? Okay. like I, I be like looking like I watch everything. Mm -hmm. I watch everything. And and I, I never want like um I never want my grandkids or my my kids to ever go through that, you know, and when I was when they was growing up, we was always around 20, 50 motherfuckers. So it was like, you know, these are your uncles. These are, mm. these are your, absolutely. These are your yeah. These are your cousins. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Even though they wasn't, but these brothers are still your uncles. Yeah. You grow up believing yeah. that they are because they are like family. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and then you, you grow up and then you see your grandkids mm. and like her, I'm like, Oh fuck. No, nigga, this ain't your uncle. Because you got to understand <laughs> that every, every, everything that you doing, she's watching right you know right. what i'm saying she's learning from you yeah so yeah. everything that you accept for better or for worse she's gonna accept and think that it's okay Absolutely. like Absolutely. so many mothers who accept domestic violence into their lives you know hoping that that person and it ain't just men it's women out here hammering on these boys you hear me right, right, i came right. home i said is y'all serious <laughs> women out here hammering on these boys Got got dudes calling the police, like, come get her up off me. You hear me? Right, so, right. And, and, and I'm not making fun of it. I'm just saying that that's the reality of it. Because a lot of times back in the days when you talk about domestic violence, it always targeted men. Uh, but now in today's society, women don't got ruthless. They taking a stand to the point where victim became victimizer now. Oh, I feel you, man. I got a, I got my girl, man. I ain't even mentioning her name, but that bitch is crazy. She don't give a damn. You know who you are, too, girl. You know, uh, she don't give a damn. She was man. Chella used to hammer on oh. Scott. I said, oh no. Oh, man. Rest in peace to Chella and Scott, oh, man. Oh man. Oh, that that. 
but but so so i know we talked about you know domestic violence and your experience with that like what was that like and what kind of impact did it have on you mentally emotionally spiritually and you know and what kind of impact has it been on you if you've seen it or been around for it because well, i grew up around it and to me it was like normal i grew up being taught when you see that happening you go the other way it's none of your business don't say nothing man one time i was in a i was in a situation where i had my little cousins with me and um you know i seen i seen you know i had family and and uh you know they they you know they had a they they were beaten you know my my aunt was getting whooped on and and she was calling for my help and i was only like 10 years old and i'm trying to like I'm trying to comfort my little cousins and she's like screaming yeah. me for me to help. And I'm like, I was taught not to help. Like I'm not supposed to get involved. So I could do the only thing I could do was just Grab take care of my cousins, you know, but, right, but right. in where I come from, it's like, that's normal. You know, you just mind your own business, but how can you mind your own business when somebody's just sitting there getting beat on like that's inhumane, you know what I mean? So definitely we got to break, break all that whole belief system to think that that's okay because at the end of the day any human that getting gets getting hurt it's all of our business you know i had i had a big support system like i keep i keep saying to mendez family because mendez family has been my family since i was five you know i didn't have no brothers or sisters and i do they by watching you they I, watching I, you they I, I do biologically but i don't have i never grew up with them i didn't know them and i remember when you know multiple times like my my baby's father or my kid's father would beat the shit out of me and Mary be on him. Like Mary jump on his back and start stomping that nigga out too. And like, it's just, it's you, I don't know if you just come immune to it or you get used to it and you think, you know, I'll be okay tomorrow. He'll love me tomorrow or, or everything will be fine. You know, I've, I've so many times I've always said to people like, man, this bitch must like to get her ass kicked. She stays in it. No, nigga, it's not like that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? From a personal point of view, my second marriage was fucking hell. And okay. and I went through multiple beatings and multiple fucking abuse and physically, emotionally, physically, I mean, it everything. It just it's completely a, a whole messed up situation. And I remember one time I had the baby, I had Rosanna, she was in my hands. And he started beating my ass. And I, I remember telling her, like, don't ever say anything. Because if you ever do, your mom will never let you come over here again. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I was doing it. And I had the babies because, you know, my daughter was young when she had them, too. You know what I'm saying? So she wanted to have fun and party just like we did. So I didn't want her to take them away from me and put them into another, you know, like the aunt or something else. Because these are my babies. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Absolutely. So there's been there's been multiple times when you're just scared. You're scared. You don't know what to do. You know, it's like if you leave and then and maybe then, being alone, you were maybe afraid of being alone and, as well. And not only that, but I, my hope, my only thing I could go back to that I felt was my ex-husband. And even though our last few years wasn't as bad, it was just more of more alcohol, more partying, more anger, mm -hmm. more name calling, more verbal abuse. You know what I'm saying? So when I, when I left him and I got with, with, with Tim, it was like, the worst thing I could ever do, but I was scared to go back because I didn't want them to be like, Oh, I told you so, or, Absolutely, or yeah. Oh yeah. Because that was my only, that's that, that's my only go-to or my comfort zone was with Mike. You know what I'm saying? Okay. And to this day, me, you know, me, I mean, I don't want to cause no problems, but you know, I've always loved Mike. Mike will always be part of my life. Mm -hmm. And you know, regardless, we got kids, we got grandkids. And at the end of the day, 
we have to be there for each other. You know, we might not be able to because of the situation that we're in or he's in or I'm in or whatever. Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, we're always going to be there for each other. And we, we, we overconquered that, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But my current husband, which is my second husband, which is I'm, I'm filing for divorce actually this week. Okay. Then. And, um, and I, I, <laughs> right. Hey, hey, she said it like this. No, but so I've you know she it, was like But this is the thing. I've been saying it for the last three years that he's been in prison. You know what I'm saying? I've been saying, Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna do it. And I never did it. I don't know if I was trying to hold on to him because I still loved him and I don't know why, but it's more like um it was like he had a hold on me for some reason. You know what I'm saying? It was like and you know, I kept telling my kids, oh, I'm going to go file for divorce or I promise I'm going to go do this or I'm going to leave him. I'm not going to have nothing to do with him. And I would still be talking to him for for reasons because that nigga fucking killed me. You know what I'm saying? Emotionally, mentally, physically, he killed me in every way. And I never wanted him to think he did. You know what I'm saying? So, um, you know, he is he, what he is. And I, I wish him the best. But I just wish that demon is just behind me. You know if, what I'm saying? if you could give advice to any girl or woman that's out there dealing with domestic violence right now, you know what I'm saying? Being after all the things that you've been through, what what advice would you give that person? Leave. <laughs> Leave. It does not get better. God damn it. I don't know how else to say it. It does not get better. It gets worse. And it affects your kids. It affects your family. It affects everybody around you, not just you. So... Right here, Rosanna. <laughs> have have you. have you ever witnessed any of that? A lot. A lot. A lot. Like a lot. So, how did you feel the first time that you witnessed that? It hurt because I see my grandma getting hit, and I just wanted to hit him so bad. I wanted to go help her, but I couldn't. I'm sorry, mamas. I'm sorry you had to go through that and see that. I know that's not easy. You know. And, um, you know, there's a lot of kids your age who feel just like you, you know, even arguing, you know, argument as verbal abuse, you know, um, you know, physical abuse, mental abuse. Like there's so many different categories that people don't even realize that you affect people and, and, and the kids, the babies, man. You know what I mean? Like they deserve better than that. They deserve better, you know, from us. You know, both men and women, we got to start holding ourselves accountable and start doing better if we want better from our future. I can't imagine what it felt like, you know, for you to have to, you know, feel helpless. I mean, I mean, I can relate the story. The story I just shared with you, I understand. I share that pain, you know, and 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 that was that struggle that people fight that flesh and that spirit, you know. So so after the first time that you experienced it. How did you feel like 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 what did it do to you mentally like how did you did you think that that was normal did you think it was okay i just thought that it was gonna be like the only time that he would hit her and like it'll stop completely and they'll be everything will be okay but it wasn't it kept going and going and going and going and it hurt like a lot so you've seen it happen multiple times then and did you ever speak up or or just try to um, get involved or did you just stay back and, and did you ever talk to anybody about it? Mm, I talked to my mom about it, but that was the only person I talked to about it because she already knew because my mama tells her everything, but I couldn't go to anybody else because I didn't want nobody else to know our personal business and stuff. So, 
Listen, I understand that, you know, we were all raised with a certain code of ethics in the neighborhood that, you know, you mind your own business. You don't talk. You don't repeat nothing. You don't go to school. You don't tell the teachers. You don't tell your friends. I grew up with all of that, you know, and and, you know, a lot of it is is, is ignorance because it creates more victims than anything. You take the voice from people. You take the power from people when you teach them these things, you know. And, um, you know, you take the, the ability for people to be able to stand up for themselves, you know, so so do better, man. Parents, we all have to do better as a society, as a whole. Because I, I just so you've seen this several times and I just don't want you to feel like this is normal or it's acceptable. You know what I mean? Because you're going to grow up one day and you're going to have a boyfriend and you got to you got to do your research. You got to know what his belief Not system is. Not anytime soon, yeah, me. Uh, real everyday people. <laughs> it will get real. Real quick. <laughs> no, but um, but but at this age though, when you see that, it's like it becomes a social norm. You think, oh, okay, that's normal. They do that. You know, I've seen it a million times, but it's unacceptable. Do not accept it. You know, in any way because you don't deserve it. You know, and and if somebody has to do that to you, then they don't appreciate you. And they don't deserve you, you know? And the thing is, it's like you feel like this person loves you. You know what I'm saying? Like you're always, they always say, I love you. I'm sorry. It won't ever happen again. You know, I promise everything will be better. I'll change. I'll do my best. I'll leave. There's no other way of saying it. You got to get out of it. If you don't get out of it, it's going to get worse. And at the end of the day, you could die. You know what I'm saying? And you don't want to leave your family. You don't want to leave your kids. You don't want to leave your grandkids. You don't want, but then you feel like you're stuck in a situation and get out, get out, call me. I will give you my number. Call me. I have pictures. I have things. I had broken jaws. I had broken ribs. I had broken collarbones. I had a broken nose. I had, I can tell you it does not get better. A smack leads to a fist and a fist leads to a hurt. And it doesn't get no a better. A kick and a punch and a every, you know, I understand. Let me tell you, my grandson was being born. True story. I don't care who's watching. You get mad at me if you want. Um, My grandson was getting born. And I said, man, I got to go to the hospital because I have never missed none of my grandchildren's birth. Except my son's because, you know, that's his, that was, you know, she wanted her family, of course, you know. Okay. And uh, I love you, Sasha. <laughs> but, um, but. Preach. Then we're the ones that. Um, I live for that. I, li I live for my grandkids. And I was, I'm, I always say, you know, I was, I'm not, I wasn't a great mom, but I want to be a great grandmother. You know what I'm saying? Because I want them to know that this is not what you're supposed to go through. But even though there's times, you know, you get a boyfriend, you kind of like kind of push yourself away for a while. And then, but then I feel regret and I feel lost because I, I left them again. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, I remember when my grandson was about to be born and she was in labor and I made an excuse. And Alicia, you know, I'm telling the truth right now. I made an excuse that I wasn't feeling good, but I'm going to be there. I promise you I'll be there because I will not miss a birth. And I remember he got pissed off of me. He was all high and he was all pissed off because I wanted to go to the hospital. And I remember him. He had these, I still remember he had these timbos on. And I remember right when I was leaving, he was like, go ahead and leave. So I, when I was getting ready to go, I remember him grabbing me by the back of my hair and pulling me down and just repeatedly kicking me and kicking me and kicking me. And he did it where 
he knows no couldn't see me you know what i'm saying like nobody could see any bruises or anything and i remember going to the hospital and i remember just walking in there thinking like oh, i gotta I, that's what my problem is i put everything behind me i don't like to talk i talk but i don't like to talk about everything i've been through but this is where the healing begins This is where the healing begins this because you know i got a really great friend his name is alex montanier he's also from dhcc he's the one that started with me which DHCC, DHCC and Andrea and man, DHCC is yes, they, they show so much love to the community, yes, they do to people. They gave me a job, you know what I mean? As a youth mentor, let me, let me tell you, we I, winning with DHDC. I called Alex not too long ago and I said, Alex, man, I've been through so much shit. What in the fuck can I do to try to help somebody do it? I want, I feel like I want to talk. I feel like I want to, I want to like go in front of, big ass audiences and I want to tell people and I want to tell like I can do I can do this because I love it I love I love to be able to sit there and help somebody if I can help you in any way I will do it for you you know what I'm saying so at the end of the day and this is what I'm saying you always have to be able to turn if you don't have nobody to turn to call me I don't care I'll put my number on Facebook I don't care what you got to do but I promise you on everything I love I will help you as much as I can to get out of that situation before you end up being the one that's killed at the end of the day round of applause for you girl you know, round of applause so, absolutely I salute uh, y'all I salute pretty much if I can help one person I'm good you know no doubt about like it I told you the other day <laughs> So we def we got Sylvia here with us. You know, she's been sharing her life, sharing her stories. You know what I'm saying? Laughing, crying, all that good stuff. You know, and uh, like I said, man, her, 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 her only intention is just to help somebody, hope somebody hear her story and to help somebody else. You know, um, I, I love listening to freestyle music, man, because it just takes me back, you know, to better days, better times. You know what I'm saying? It makes it, it reminds me of, you know, all the house parties, DJ Speedy, DJ H-Town. Uh, you know, you had Hurricane Productions, DJ Angel. We DJ used to Boo. be, uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> DJ, uh, DJ Solo G. Yeah. DJ you know Solo what I'm saying? Um, you know, we used to be at a uh, Clemente Hall, uh, uh, GI Form house parties. It don't Azteca matter. All Hall. up and down Central Stair Pit, Azteca <laughs> Hall, all that good stuff. Greystone, Greystone. Absolutely, yeah. man. You know, Michigan freestyle, have, freestyle is is part of Southwest Detroit for sure. Oh shit! Well, Life productions. It. What? Hey, what? I do what I need. I do what I do. <laughs> if you don't understand you do the meaning well, of life, do well. I do it as well as mix. you, Sylvia. Not as good as you, Sylvia. And for it, those baby. who don't know, life stands for Latinos in full effect. And guess what? We still all the way live. Yep, right. yep. We right here in the basement, baby. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, so what right. I wanted to incorporate in my show is something that goes back to my childhood, my childhood as well. Is um, you know, back in the days, every Friday we used to have show and tell. So in school, when you were a kid, you brought something of sentimental value to you, and you would show it and share your story about it. So, um, Sylvia brought up, brought something that she wanted to share and she's going to share her story with it. Cool. Woo. He just gone deep now. <laughs> um, well, okay. So this was my dad's Bible y'all. And, um, my dad's been gone since February 5th, 19, oh my goodness, 99, 2009, 2009. 2009. Right. And, um, uh, this, this Bible was when my, when my dad first got sick, he gave me the Bible and he told me, Baby, God hears all your prayers and all your all your thoughts. So there's prayers in this Bible that I wrote like 20 years ago, praying for my dad. Because 
when I was when I was having my son, he was in the next hospital. He was in Grace Hospital having a heart attack. So I started off there, like reading and writing in the Bible. And then he was sick ever since. He got prostate cancer and then he got, you know, tumors. And then he he just he just had a whole bunch of, of problems with them. Well, thank God he beat all of them. And he was able to be around for another 16 years after I wrote in the Bible for him to be all right. You know what I'm saying? So to me, I know he's here with me. And I, it, to be honest with you, without him, I wouldn't have had no strength because he was he was mean as hell. And he taught me to, you know, just don't take no shit. But I did. But I still took it and I still got stronger instead of weaker. So to me, that's just that's why I brought the Bible, because I know he's here and I know he's, you know, this is him all day. So without him, I wouldn't be here. So literally, you know, literally, he wasn't my biological dad. I love my biological dad. He passed away and, you know, not too long ago either. And um, I got close with him at the end, but he also turned to God too. So that was, that was a great thing. You know, that, you know, my relationship with God evolved, you know, while I was in prison because a lot of people, you know, you don't really know about God till you really need him, you know, and it's a lot of people, they go to prison. The first person they call on is God. I swear to God, I ain't going to do nothing no more to get me out this time. You hear me? But when I went in, I knew I wasn't going to come out for a long time. You know what I'm saying? And I knew that, uh, you know, all, all the, all the conversations that I had with my mother, man, um, you know, it, it definitely resonated with me and, and, and in my roughest and hardest and toughest times, Man. that's when God really revealed himself to me. I'm not a religious person. I'm very spiritual. I believe in a higher power. I acknowledge the creator, Absolutely. you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm just a living testimony of, of God's power and his greatness, Absolutely. you know, Absolutely. And, 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 and big shout out to my mother because, you know, um, she's home now and, um, you know, she she was in a hospital for almost two weeks with Corona and um, wow, it was very wow. heart wrenching. It was very stressful to me because every time I talked to my mother, she sounded as if she was dying and, and it hurt my heart. You know what I mean? Because right. I couldn't I couldn't even stomach, you know, losing my mother. Um, you know, I just lost my father last year and. Um, you know, I just I wasn't I wasn't, you know, ready to lose my mother. And um, so everybody who prayed for my mother, thank you. God heard him. He answered her prayers. My mother's back home and she's getting better. So thank you for that. And, and if you have a loved one going through this, you know, show them, you know, my prayers go to them. Show them love. Show them support as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, life life is short, man. And, and I always said that if I could go back. 24 hours before my dad passed away that I would have changed everything I did, you know, and once you lose your, your, your parent, like you said, you lost your dad, you know, yeah. I lost my mom when I was 11. She wasn't my biological mom, but she was my mother, you know? Okay. So when, when I say I lost my mom and then I lost my dad, my dad was like our rock. It seems like as soon as my dad passed away, we all passed away. You know what I'm saying? It wow. was just, it's, there's wow. no other way of saying mm -hmm. it. It's just, it's it completely broke everything up even though even though we grew up with his morals and his respect and his meanness and his craziness and his happiness and his sadness you know we, we all grew up but it's just when they're not there no more they're not there you know what i'm saying they everybody says yeah they're, he's with you baby you know you know yeah but he's not there physical mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying I, let me tell you my dad always told me you know 
you might not want to be, you might not want to listen to God or believe in God or whatever, but in your darkest times and your deathbed, you will be crying for him. And I'm a proven fact, two heart surgeries, two strokes, three surgeries. I'm a, I'm a living testimony to, to say that I was that person. They had to put you back together like the they scarecrow, did. didn't they? They did. They yeah, did. And I'm still not together, but. But player, player. Shut up. Shut up. Big ups to the Ortiz family. Josh, <laughs> Jake, yeah, Juan. Yeah, much, much love, love everybody. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'm a pre I appreciate you so much for having me on here. Man, I listen. Feel, I don't know what it is, but I Come feel back happy. anytime. I feel happy that's as good. hell right now. But that's what, heal <laughs> that's what healing <laughs> feel like. Yeah. That's what yeah. it feel like in every music everyday people's all about. Studios, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, you know. But, I appreciate you, Dan. I appreciate you, Jose. I appreciate you, man. You are hey, much shit. love back yeah, no you doubt. at you, and, uh, too. I appreciate everybody that's been there for me and that's my circle. My kids, I love you. I love you. Regardless of what we go through, I love you. And um, we just got to stick together and stay strong. You man, know? Listen, that's how good healing feels. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to cry. You're going to laugh. You're going to be mad. But I'll tell you what, right. when the storm is over, man, you're going to feel so liberated. You're going to feel so good. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're going to feel like you can see clear now. Now you, you know? got me wanting to go ahead and talk more now. So what? You got to be on the next segment. You got to write a book. <laughs> that's what you need to do. Write the book. You hear me? Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's that's I've been thinking. <laughs> so um so you're an experienced bartender right the first time i ever met you was at ford patio yeah okay yeah that was so that was how long have you been doing that for and, and what's that life like because um, everybody don't know what that life is I like i love it you know i love it <laughs> i'm a people person you know i love to talk i love to help i love to listen you know so to me, I love that's what I do. I love, if I could sit there and listen to your problems and get you drunk and get me a good tip, then hey, we all we all together. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got a I have a, a very special person, you know, Maria Sanchez. She's the one that introduced me to the bartending at Cafe Med and then it went to um Fort Patio. And then oh. my current boss right now, Monique, she is absolutely phenomenal. She is an angel. When I tell you Corner pocket, baby. Oh, St. John and Freer. Wednesday Casa through de Saturday. Mo. Wednesday Casa through de Saturday. Mo. <laughs> Casa de Mo. That's right. And um, she's phenomenal. You know what I'm saying? She has been my rock. You know, she she just keeps it going. She keeps she keeps me pushing. You know, I've been going through a lot a little bit lately, and you know, and and she's been right there. She's been pushing me, helping me. You know, everything. So, what's it like dealing with drunk people? Shit, how's what's it like <laughs> them dealing with me? <laughs> hey, you know, I just Hell uh, yeah. you know, it's it's not about being drunk, it's just about having fun, having a good time, you know, mm -hmm. just trying to make everybody, but everybody love don't each know other. how to have a good time. When no, they that's get why drunk. you throw their ass out. I got Mo, my, my girl, my girl back, and she don't give a damn. She be like, You gotta get the hell out. So I don't I don't have no worries there, you know what I'm saying? And it's that's all dope. it's all family, you know, it's all it's all my circle. It's, and do they treat you right? Do they one, tip you good? One hundred percent. All right, you know. Yeah, they okay. Hey, <laughs> so yeah, no, but yeah, she uh, she's awesome, and the people that go there is awesome. And like I said, you know, it's all my family, and and um, when I say family, you don't got to be blood, you know what I'm saying? So no it's you know, I feel I feel good, I feel I feel safe, I feel safe when I'm there. So that's that's one of the number one. That's good, man. I'm I'm, I'm happy to hear it. Yes, so is it the life of it, the hustle and bustle. Oh, I love it. Uh, it's like you always in a party. You know I what I'm saying? You always turned so up. I don't gotta go. It's out. like being at lit studios. You know what I'm saying? You just always turn yep. up. For real, for real. It's it's always it's always a good party, and you don't gotta always be drunk, which I am sometimes. Thanks to my boss, I ain't even gonna say no name though. 
Did you but, grow up listening to Mexican music? Yes. Did you? Okay. Yes. Who did, who did you listen to? Like who did oh. your family listen to? Ayala, Los Tigres del Norte. Un más. rinconcito <laughs> en el cielo. Juntos unidos los dos. Y cuando caiga la noche, te da de mi amor. I know my daughter is singing this. Damn. Yeah. Man, yeah, so. Vicente Fernandez, oh, that's my man, man you yeah, know. Yeah, Mi gusto es y quien me lo quitará. Solamente. I think we got another uh, I'm going to start me up a mariachi. Primo Juan Romero, que onda? Yeah. Echo unos gritos. For sure, for sure. But yeah, that's that's what makes you have the joy. You know what I'm saying? You have the joy of the first freestyle was my number one. Now I'm in the country. I don't know what's going on, but I feel like you get your like, little boot scoop known. <laughs> I feel like I should be in Tennessee somewhere because you know my big brother Marty took me to Tennessee and you know with the family and 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 I love I love you. Put love some you, Chris Stapleton on. And uh, he he that's all he listens to. You know what I'm saying? So we be jamming. I just felt at home there. So. That's my thing. That's Shout my out thing. to my brother Johnny Mercado. Oh yeah, coming love soon. Love me some Johnny. My boy Pudo coming soon. Love me some Pudo. Got a lot of good guests, a lot of good people, man. Yeah. I already got like three months booked up already, and I'm looking forward to it, man. We're gonna keep growing. We're gonna keep sharing. We're gonna for keep sure. building. We're gonna keep healing. For sure, for sure, for sure. That's all we got. So listen, we what we're gonna do, which is a tradition here, is every guest we have, we have them sign the hall the wall of fame. Okay. So you know, okay. you you know you get old fabulous, you know what I'm saying? We're gonna get you, get can your I little tag it? Can I tag you can it? do no, it how I'm you joking. want it. You can do it how you want it. Cause it's real everyday people, baby. So it's gotta be real. This has been an episode of Real Everyday People, part of the El Nino Podcast. Check out the El Nino Podcast live on Facebook every Monday night at 9 p.m. Eastern. And for full episodes, the El Nino Podcast is available on Facebook and YouTube.